another Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you with me, la la la, let me explain. And it is ick day, according to my DMs, this is the favourite day, I get so many DMs from people telling me how much they loved the icks, so here we go, this week's icks. He picked out the tea bag from his mug and squeezed it in his hand over the mug so that his tea was stronger. I That is, all I'm getting is visions of like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. You know, like in that an initial scene in Beauty and the Beast where she's going around the town like, and they're showing Gaston being like a real alpha male prat. And this is like, feels like one of the examples that they would use to show what a fucking brain dead alpha male would do when they're making a cup of tea. Squeeze. Who does that? Did he pull it out by hand? This is what I can't imagine because me, if I'm making a cup of tea, I'll get the teaspoon, I'll push the tea bag to the edge of the tea cup with the spoon to, like, knock out as much tea as possible and then you put it out with a spoon. Did this man put his whole hand in a boiling hot mug of water and then squeeze it and then fill your tea with fucking sweaty hand juice? Because that is the other thing. I've read enough stats that tell me that men only change their sheets once every three years or something, one in two men only wash their bum cracks and their testicles once every five days or something. Based on the, that kind of empirical evidence, how often do you think they wash their hands? So you are not just getting strong tea, male sweat, probably bull sweat, bogeys, whatever the fuck they've been touching, you're going to get some drips of that in the tea as well. This is truly a terrible way to make tea. Painful, risky, disgusting, absolute fucking ick. Okay, so this ick says, he shouted to scare a squirrel away and the squirrel didn't move. I feel like what's given you the ick is that the squirrel didn't move which conveyed to you that this man has no power, not even enough power to control a very small animal. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, to me, masculinity and all that is a fucking fake concept, you know what I mean? But I also do understand that whole thing of thinking... I want a man who can protect me. I want someone who's going to be able to intimidate squirrels if I if I need them to. And this man has shown you that he doesn't have the power or the alpha masculinity to be able to have any even tiny effect on squirrels. They just stand still when he's around. They don't care. They just get on with it. And that that is worrying, isn't it? Because I guess you feel like, well, if this is the impact he has on squirrels what's going to happen if I get burgled but I mean personally I don't agree with it I don't need a man who can scare 
small animals. And that is my issue here with it, which is, why was he shouting and trying to scare a squirrel? Where were you? Were you in his own home with a squirrel in the home? In which case, I absolutely understand it. If a squirrel had come into the house and he wanted the squirrel to go, I fully get it. But were were you actually in the squirrel's home? Because I feel like that is much more likely. He has entered the squirrel's house, aka the park or wherever, and he's trying to shout and scare a squirrel in the squirrel's own house. That is unacceptable, really just entitled, privileged, patriarchal behaviour. You know what I mean? You think because of the patriarchy, you can just go into the fucking park and tell squirrels what to do. Are you all right, mate? Calm down. Unless the squirrel was in his house and it was time for the squirrel to leave, then I I, I, I really think that it should have been about the fact that this man has no right to tell squirrels what to do in their own homes. So, yeah, I support this ick. He, he needs to fucking sort himself out. And another ick for today says he used sexing as a verb. He said, we'll be sexing all night. You know what? He is definitely from the 90s. R&B, slow jams all night era. And actually, times were better then. Men were better. In them times when we were like listening to songs by Boys to Men and Jodeci and it was all about like... Sexing all night by the fireside. Gonna sex you up, then I'm gonna cry. Like, it was, that was what they were like. Every song was like, I'm so fucking emotional in my love for you, and I'm gonna make love to you all night. They were so fucking romantic back then. And 2023 guys are like, let me bang you, bring your friend with the big batty too. You know what I mean? It's a total different thing. So I would much rather a man tell me in his 90s R&B era, we'll be sexing all night, rather than a 2023, gonna fuck you in your eye. You know, do not judge this man for that. Let him sex you all night. You, You have no idea what you're in for. Enjoy him. Okay, enough of the X for another week. We're now on to Fuckboy Replies, which is your chance to send me a text that you want to send to a certified fuck person. Not to your boyfriend or your girlfriend or somebody who's been really nice to you, to a certified fuck person. Someone who's causing you stress, somebody who you know you shouldn't really be messaging and who you really don't want to message, but there's that limerent thing or that real thing inside you that's saying, send it, send it. Well, don't send it to them. Send it to me. And I will tell you what I think of it and whether you should send it and what kind of outcome you might get. And I'll either tell you that in my voice and my opinion, or I'll tell you what I think a fuck person might reply. So here we go. Here are your fuckboy replies for this week. First one says, you told me you only wanted casual, but you never contact me unless you want sex. What the fuck? I'm really confused. Or maybe you are. Because if you've agreed to casual, then you have actually signed up for no contact in between. 
And of course, that still needs to be respectful. You know, like signing up for casual isn't just like, I'm going to bang you and then I'm going to leave and I'm not going to talk to you. There still has to be that respect. And actually, it's really important that you're both on the same page about what casual means. But generally, if you have agreed to casual, part of it for a lot of people is the fact that they don't want to have to communicate. They don't want to have to feel like they 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 have to consider another person. They, they don't want all the trappings of a relationship. They just want sex. They just want casual. They don't want to communicate. So if you have agreed to casual and you said, yeah, this is fine, then you shouldn't really be expecting contact in between unless... That is also something, you, you know, you could say, yes, I, I'm okay with casual in the sense that we are not going to be in a relationship, but it's still really important to me to check in with the person that I'm sleeping with throughout the week. You would have had to have that kind of discussion. So I guess what you're really saying here, or maybe what you're actually saying, is that you don't want casual at all. You want to have contact with this person because casual really is casual. Casual is just sex. If you want contact in between maybe this is not the person for you if they're never contacting you unless they want sex then I think they're showing you really clearly where you stand and what it is that they want from you and if you don't want that then I think you actually have to frame this conversation differently I think you would need to switch this up and say I understand that we agreed that this was casual but it's making me feel odd or it doesn't suit me or I'd prefer if we had some communication in in between meeting up. Or tell them you don't want casual at all because actually I don't think you do. And this is a lesson for us all. Do not agree to casual just to keep someone in your life. If casual is going to make you feel weird when there's no contact in between, you are not somebody who can handle casual and that is okay. Know yourself and don't agree to that if it's not something that suits you. So don't send that text. Send it in a different way or just tell them you're done. Casual is not for you and you're going to go and find somebody who does want to contact you outside of sex. Know that fizzy feeling you get when you read something really good, watch the movie everyone's been talking about, or catch the show the internet can't get over? At the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, we chase that feeling five times a week. We talk about the buzziest movies, TV, music, books, and more. From lowbrow to highbrow to in between, catch the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This fuckboy reply says, I've just done a Claire's Law and I know the truth. Why did you say you've never hurt a woman before? So what's happened here is obviously that she has requested information from the police about her partner or ex-partner's criminal history, whether he has any convictions. Now, people can do this if they are worried that the person that they're in a relationship with may have a history of domestic abuse. The problem with doing a Claire's Law check is that if it comes back and it says they have absolutely no criminal history whatsoever, that doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't done anything. So so it's not a certified, like, oh, they're definitely not a domestic abuse perpetrator because their criminal 
uh, record check is clear. Not at all. But if your Claire's Law comes back and it does show you, as in this circumstance, that they do have a history of being accused of domestic abuse, then that is your sign to fucking run. Do not send this. He lied because the truth would have stopped you trusting him. Perpetrators of abuse are not well known for telling the truth. They will only tell the truth if the truth will serve to make you more likely to be involved with them. And in this case, the truth would not have helped them at all. Of course he's going to lie about that. And, And actually, even if you were to say to him now at this point... Why did you say you've never hurt a woman before, but I've now seen your your police check? He probably still won't even tell the truth. He will tell you that it was false, that they believed her over him. There was no evidence. It was a setup by the justice system, which is so feminist. It always just chooses women over men, all of which is completely untrue. If he's known to the police for these things, he definitely fucking did them. Work on that basis. And to have done a Claire's Law in the first place, I think you must have known. I think that things must have been worrying you. People in extremely happy relationships don't go and do police criminal record checks on their partners. So you knew anyway. So I think it's really important not to send this text, because actually sending this text may well endanger you. But I think you really, really need to get some support, either from Women's Aid, Refuge, or another organisation local to you that can help you to do what you need to do next now that you have the Claire's Law information. And that is, of course, coming to a point where you block, delete, move on. But leaving is the riskiest time. I don't know where you're at in this relationship. I don't know whether you're seeing each other, whether you're together, you've just been dating. Leaving is always the riskiest time. Don't ever just leave without seeking a little bit of support, safety planning. You know, it's pretty obvious why he said he's never hurt a woman before. And it's pretty obvious that he has the capability of doing it again. So be very careful. Huge red flag. Run. Why did you say that you never wanted to have kids and then three months after we break up, your fiancé, in quotation marks, is pregnant. You know what he might reply to this? I never wanted to have kids with you. If he says to you, and it's the same for the question, I get this one all the time in fuckboy replies, you never wanted, you said you didn't want a relationship, you said you didn't want a girlfriend, and then we split up and you, and you, you go and have a relationship with someone else. The bottom line is they wanted to have kids with this next person. They wanted to have a relationship with the next person, and they didn't want to have one with you. And as gutting as that is to accept, it's not a reflection of you. It doesn't mean that you're lacking. It doesn't mean that you're less or inferior to the person who they have gone and done those things with. It just means that you weren't a match to them. And that's okay. You will be a match to other people. There will be other people who want to have kids with you or want to have a relationship with you. He didn't. And that's, that is what it is. And as gutting as it is, it doesn't mean that he lied to you. Because actually, when he was saying to you, I don't want to have kids, maybe he genuinely felt that. And then he moves on and he meets this fiance and she either randomly gets pregnant and he's okay with that or he meets someone who suddenly makes him go, fuck, I really do want to have children. That's life. Life happens and it's not fair and it's so fucking brutal and savage sometimes. It is so hard to be the person who got left as not even a girlfriend and then followed by a wife. It's it's a horrible fucking position to be in. But do not take it personally. And I don't think you should send this message. You broke up. 
That was it. He doesn't have to explain to you. And the explanation is likely to be a hurtful one. What can he say to you? Maybe you're hoping for him to say, she trapped me. I'm upset. Maybe that's what you feel that you want to hear. But you know what? You'd be better off just imagining that. Getting rid of him on your socials so you don't have to follow this fucking pregnancy and baby shower and all the shit that's going to come as a result of it, which is inevitably going to upset you. Block, delete, move on. Don't watch any of it. Don't ask the question and just convince yourself that he's very unhappy so that you can live happily ever after. And maybe get some therapy and shit around this because that is upsetting. It's shit, but you don't need to ask the question to the person who has created that hurt. It's not going to help you, not going to give you any answers that you need. You don't need to know. Move on. All right, and before I leave you for another week, I'm going to drop a little Friday night reminder. And usually the Friday night reminders are a little reminder to keep you fuck person free over the weekend. But actually... Today, I want your Friday night reminder to be go and get your cervical screening. If you have been sent a letter from your GP to remind you that it is time for your smear or your cervical screen and you didn't book the appointment straight away and you put the letter down and you walked away from it and you've totally forgotten, pick that letter back up and make the appointment and go for your cervical screening because it is important. It can save your life. If you are somebody who has been through some kind of trauma before and you are really worried about getting your cervical screening, because that can be a really intimidating process. It is not easy to sit there with your legs open with somebody sticking speculums in you. And those of us who have had children and been fisted multiple times by strangers are probably more all right with it. But if you've been through trauma, it can be a really daunting experience. There are organisations who you can contact for help with that. We will put them in the show notes. If that's the thing that is worrying you, make sure you speak to the people at your GP to say, can I have someone with me? Can I have longer for an appointment time? Google Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust or Eva Peel, where there's loads and loads of information about preparing for a cervical screening, gives you all the answers. It's very quick, actually. I know some people find it really horrible. All of that is far less daunting and traumatic than what you have to go through if you do have cervical cancer. You know, there's a, it's a lot more invasive and painful. So if we can get the smear test done, get it out of the way, then we are much more likely to be safer for longer and to spot things early and just be looking after ourselves. So that is my reminder to you. It's awful that I have to put so many disclaimers, but I've spoken about cervical smears many times on my page and I always get backlash. You wouldn't think there'd be backlash with this, but there always fucking is. But anyway, don't fucking backlash me. Go and get your fanny checked to save your life. And that's it for another Friday. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I will see you again on Monday for who knows what. It'll be a surprise. Tune in first thing and find out. Love you. Bye. La, la, la. Let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.